0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Sure Is A Beautiful Day. I am Kat, and this is Episode is very, very personal to me. I am sharing a part of my life that um, I've been asked about for more than a decade, to be honest. So many questions, so many DMs. I've seen people in the streets who have been like, Whoa, I cannot believe this part of your life. Please tell this story. Today, joining me in conversation in just moments is. Sarah Boyd. Sarah, she's many things. I'm not even sure what to say about her first other than she's my friend. She is family. She is married to my ex-husband, the father of my kids, Kyle. And over the last 15 years, we have created a modern-day blended family co-parenting in peace and beyond. It is a situation that we have all created together as adults for our children, namely, and that I think they would agree um, we are most, most proud of because ultimately, at the end of the day, it has meant, it has meant joy and ease and a really well-adjusted family dynamic. You know, they used to call that the broken family. Divorce comes. Oh, you're from a broken family. No, no, no. There's nothing broken about this. And, And it was a choice. It was a choice. It really was a choice from day one. So I just want to say a couple things before Sarah and I share our story and basically go down memory lane about, you know, when we met and when I heard he was dating her and how that felt and what went down and and what would transpire after that. Um, I just want to say a couple things. I want to be very clear. I do not want this to be misinterpreted. Number one, I know that what we have created with Kyle and Mai's very conscious uncoupling You know, we had actually divorced right before Gwyneth and Chris, and she used that term, and I was like, I get it. I get it. I'm doing it. Everyone involved wanted the same things. And I know that for so many of you listening, if you've been through a divorce, or if you're going through a divorce right now, or maybe you are the child of divorce, it can be just completely draining and painful and hurtful and, and scandalous in many ways. You know, sometimes divorce is because of just some of the most horrific transgressions. This was not the case for us. So we, although we were dealing with a breakup and and kids who had to go back and forth on all of these things, I will say there was not this poisonous detrimental unforgivable weight hanging over us so if that is you and you listen to this podcast and you're like yeah easy for you to say you know you had two loving adults who decided to forgive one another move on and and do the next chapter in the name of the kids Listen, I get it. I don't want this episode to come across like, oh my God, we did it so great and we have a great situation and we did everything right. And how lucky are we? Although we are lucky. And this, honestly, this episode is really a celebration at the end of the day. I just listened back to it and I texted Sarah and I'm like, God, I'm forever, ever grateful for you because I know it takes everybody one bad apple and you can't have this type of a blended family. Having said that, we do give advice in this conversation in this exchange i think you'll have some takeaways that maybe you can apply to your own situation regardless of no matter how bad it might be for you and what you are up against or what kind of ex you're dealing with or what type of new partner is in the picture that you know might be making things difficult for you all hopefully there are some takeaways and hopefully there's hope i mean that is what we are going for here. Just hope that you might desperately need if you are, are splitting with a loved one and going through divorce and and facing these kind of changes. The other thing I just want to say, because we do reflect on our childhoods and our own experiences with divorce. My parents divorced when I was two, and I make a couple of references in this conversation to We want to rewrite the story. We want to do it different than our parents. And I just want to say this is in no way to be judgmental of how my mom handled it or my dad. My father is no longer with us. We do the best we can with what we've got at the time with what we're given. And although I refer to some of the divide between my parents and a lot of those reasons why we'll go unexplained. But I don't ever want this to be misinterpreted that I am resentful towards my mom for how she did it. I think that's one of the things when you get older, you start to understand that your parents are human too. And she was up against a whole lot. And and then she became a single mom. And I know the reasons why she was angry and I understand those reasons. But that doesn't, that doesn't make it any easier for anybody involved, right? It didn't mean that it was blissful because it just wasn't. It was really difficult some of those years. And maybe one day I'll talk about my relationship with my dad because the beauty of that, although I was not close to my father, like close, close as a child and adolescent, my dad and I did get very close when I was an adult and I miss him every day. And I think we all just open our hearts and and forgive everybody for all the things. I hope people have that type of approach when they think of me and the things I may have done wrong or the choices I may have made or the mistakes that I made that, you know, affected them negatively. So just approaching this whole thing with love and acceptance and compassion, compassion that we're all just doing the best that we can. But having said that, I am grateful for Sarah for coming on the show and cracking open for us, and we're just putting all our business out there, basically. But this is the truth. This is our truth, Um, woman to woman. She is the stepmother of my kids, and damn, I don't know, I guess we just got real lucky. But here is our story, Sarah, hey, Kyle, shout out to Kyle. He wasn't part of the conversation, and me enjoy. Hopefully, you guys heard last week's show. And in the event you didn't, let me give you a refresher. One thing we all need to be taking care of is our gut. If you didn't know, it impacts literally everything. Our weight, our mood, our skin, our digestion. And because our guts house up to 80% of our immune systems, a healthy gut is truly, truly the gateway to feeling our absolute best. Now, unfortunately, our bodies are being attacked all the time, every single day. They're wreaking havoc on our gut health, stress, toxins. I mean, even just one day of eating a poor diet Thankfully, with Just Thrive Probiotic, it is now easier than ever to give your gut exactly what it needs to thrive. Just Thrive's breakthrough award-winning probiotic is the only product on the market that is proven to turn your gut into an antioxidant factory. Yep, this probiotic actually produces antioxidants right in the gut. We heard this story from the founder of Just Thrive last week on the show, Tina Anderson. She breaks it all down for us. What she explains is that you get maximum immune, digestive, and total body health support with these probiotics. Just Thrive has been loudly endorsed by some of the biggest health luminaries on the planet, including me. I take these personally. I have been, and like I have explained, I feel more energy. My moods are more balanced. This company is changing the game in the supplement industry. No fake marketing, no claims, just real scientifically proven results. So if you're looking for the very best in gut health and immune support, choose the clinically proven award-winning power of Just Thrive Probiotic. For a limited time, 15% 15% off site wide when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code CAT at checkout. That's justthrivehealth.com discount CAT C A T T. Okay, back to the show now. Everybody, welcome to the show today. Can you tell that I'm smiling by the way that I'm speaking? I'm so excited about today for a whole lot of reasons. But not only am I here today and the one and only Kate Madry back in the studio, but also joining us is Sarah Boyd. Hi, Sarah. (laughs) Hi. I'm going to say your name and then I'm going to explain who the heck you are. (laughs) If you guys don't already know. You guys, Sarah is the stepmother to my two boys. She is married to my first husband, Kyle. (laughs) We are going to get into all of this. And I just wanted to thank you, Sarah, for coming here because I guess it's just a testament to, again, just what our relationship is overall. The fact that you're Cool enough to come and sit down and talk about our modern family situation and really just get into it and be raw and open and answer questions. And Kate's gonna even put us on the hot spot a little, I think, today. Yep. How are you? And how are you feeling about being the, You don't like you typically do the podcast circuit yourself. No. I should also mention that Sarah is the president of Socialite, which is a digital influencer agency and a celebrity talent agency. So you're often on the circuit with a lot of the people that you help manage, but you're not really like getting pummeled with questions.
2: I'm usually a behind the scenes person. <laughs> and today we're front and center. Front and center. But it's fun. I feel like we get so many questions about this. And this is the perfect platform to talk about it. We
1: do. And I'm curious to know, because I get certain questions. I'm sure you get even a different side of the coin questions, yeah. which I want to hear like what you do here and what people do ask you and all of that. Should we just start with kind of like how it all began? Do you think that's a good idea to yeah, just kind of give great people the framework? Point. What? <laughs> how? Who? To who? To win? I know, win? I was married to Kyle from Now I'm like, oh man, I should have studied it. And I'm like so old, I can <laughs> hardly remember the dates. Okay, from like <laughs> 2001 to about 2007. Is that right? Does that math That sounds right, because I'm,
2: yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm right She's like, that. I met him in
1: 2005. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <Org>. <laughs> nice game over. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so Kyle and I got divorced, and it wasn't long after that we met. And I heard your name for the first time. This was, like, probably was 2007, and Kyle had called me, and it was Austin's seventh birthday. Yes, I
2: remember that party very well. I
1: know. <laughs> and if you guys can imagine so, number one, I had just gone through a divorce. And then number two, my now ex husband calls and he's like, I want to know if it's okay if I bring my girlfriend, my boo, my boo Sarah, <laughs> to the birthday party. And I remember that call and thinking I didn't even really hesitate. Like I, it felt fine. And I think I was so like touched that he, he asked, I mean, could you imagine like just like showing up to your exes with with a new person that you didn't know was coming and all that. So obviously I don't know if that, maybe that was, here's a question I've never asked you. Did you know he was going to ask me if you could come or what was that conversation for you guys? going to that party? Because had you met Austin at that point on your own? You had, right? I think I had met the
2: boys before that. Because so we met about six months, I think, after you guys got divorced. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I was a 25-year-old little (laughs) spring chicken here in LA. He's (laughs) seven years older than me. And I meet this divorced guy, six months divorced, Mm -hmm. with two kids. Mm -hmm. And his ex-wife is Kat Sadler on E! News. (laughs) Hi. What? So yeah. So
1: I I don't remember. Like that wasn't on your checklist of the guys you were looking for to marry to live happily ever after with. Like divorce, kids, like, you know, that's a that's a rap sheet, really.
2: Yeah. Especially when you're 25. Yeah. So but at that point I was like, I'm just gonna say yes to everyone that asks me out. And I had my little (laughs) list of that's a strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Take them all, take them all. I made it like a job. You know me, Miss Workaholic. And I went out with him, yeah, and then realized, you know, his kind of background and all of that. But the birthday party, I don't think he asked me if he asked you, honestly. He's know very good at communicating, ago. though. We know yeah. Kyle, and he is like over communicator. And yes, I think-
1: he is. That's true.
2: For me, walking into this party, if he hadn't been so communicative with me about your relationship and- after the divorce like all of the things that led up to where i came into the picture yeah i probably wouldn't have walked in as confident and comfortable as i did it's such i would have been good a little point. nervous
1: and gosh guys listening take note anybody listening take note like yeah. the transparency communication goes a very very long way so you felt secure enough everything was on the table enough like that you just were like okay and you and i had not yeah, we had not we, met. We no. We cross paths or anything.
2: For I felt like I know I knew you because, man, he talked about everything. I was like, <gasps> I had, it got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't want to know anymore about Gat. Like, I'm good. I think I'll meet her. <laughs> But he wanted to be so open with me, so I yes. wasn't feeling any, you know, jealousy or whatever. You know, we're girls. Like, yes. everything's in your head yes. where you just think everything. You're like, well, is this are they over? I don't know. Is there still love there on either side? All these things run through your head. Yeah. So if he wasn't really, really open and honest with me about everything, then I don't think I would have walked into it, you know, the same as I did.
1: That is such a good point. I never even really thought about that, that kind of that piece of this whole puzzle, the early, early days, because it's one thing to me, but not knowing what the future held for even you guys. We didn't know you were right. going to get married. We didn't know we'd be sitting here today. None of that. We didn't know anything. The The flip side of that day for me, the birthday party day was. I, I'm sure I not. I'm sure I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if nervous is the right word, but I I was like, I you know, I hadn't seen I'd had been with Kyle for 12 years and right. I'd never seen him with another person ever like romantically right, right. so you were coming to that party. And I remember being completely good with it and welcoming it and knowing that, you know, the seasons were changing. I think I was dating already also. I not think so. Yeah. yeah. Not, not seriously, but I was for sure. Out, mm-hmm. I was on the streets again. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that later. But boy, it's like, right. I was so scared. I was like, <gasps> am I going to remember how to do this? You know, I'd been he and I had been together since college, you know. Right. So anyway, I remember that day and it, it, it wasn't me it was more my friends getting yes. very protective do you remember
2: this yeah I'm walking into this like lion's den uh-huh. it's like Kat from E and I think JC uh-huh. and Lena and I'm yes. like oh girl god. like
1: who's coming? he's bringing the girlfriend what oh my god have you seen her? Like, and it, it was very like it wasn't mean girls by any means but they were just I think Not protective. I don't know. I don't know what there would needed to be protective, but and and the flip was, of course, she's younger and she's so cute. She's (laughs) twenty five. She you came in with like pep in your step, and but but I will say like none of the when you guys walked in and came through the door, none of it felt wrong. None of it felt toxic. None of it felt like even sad. It just felt like well, this is this is different. Yeah. And then came the moment, which I have talked about a lot of times, it, the, the cutting of the cake moment. And that was the beginning of our relationship because it was. we were gathering. We must have had 30 freaking kids there, I think, didn't we? We had like half the neighborhood. We had we had a huge party and lots of friends, lots of adults, lots of kids. And it was the time to do the birthday cake. And I remember gathering in the kitchen and I was like, you know, it's that moment where we're like, somebody do this, somebody do that, somebody do that. And you walked up to me and you said... How can I help? And I was like, I looked over and you know, I was like, well, shit, I'll cut the cake. You scooped the ice cream.
2: Was that what it was? I think it was. Yeah. And then we were both standing there both and didn't really there. know each other. I know. And it was like that kind of unsaid, unspoken, like, what do we say? It's like, that was love. That was love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Then you, yeah. We were cutting the cake. I gave the ice cream. We helped all the kids. And it was almost like more love is better than having this, you know, the fight or the, yeah. you know, who's this, you know, I I don't know if you can swear on this. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you know. You know you can. <laughs> um, but like going back also to the friends and the outside opinions, it's so common to instantly go to that. Yes. Right? Like your friends did it. My friends did it. Oh, you're prettier. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you get all of that stuff and um, Mm -hmm. you get on the same side and they're trying Mm -hmm. to be friends and supportive. But honestly, it's kind of not. It makes it toxic. Yes. And that is the kind of the norm in divorce or breakups. And you instantly go to that. Oh, who's the new girl?
1: It's the easy go-to. It's the less thoughtful go-to. It's just like almost feels like systematically it's been that way Mm -hmm. over the years. But I agree with you. That's such a good point. Yeah, I had to talk my friends down from that. And I love what you just said. It's just about the love. There was an unspoken something right there Mm -hmm. at that moment. And then it also made it very obvious to me why Kyle chose you. Because just because two people get divorced doesn't mean they don't still have like the utmost respect for one another. And so Kyle will always be a great man, right? And a good guy. And so the fact that I got to go, whoa, he's picking this quality human to spend time with, which by the way, of course, I'm thinking, who are my kids spending time with? That's also a big part of the variable. It was very comforting. It was very, very comforting. And you know, that was the beginning. However, as things got serious, more serious with you guys and, you know, your relationship developed and thing, as time went on, I guess, did you and Kyle have any conversations about, because it goes from dating someone to like, if you guys are thinking marriage and you're thinking a life together, co-parenting, kids back and forth, ex-wife in the picture, how does that look? What, you know, did you have any of those conversations, do you remember, prior to getting married?
2: I mean, it wasn't like conversation. It was just kind of like this is life. Mm-hmm. And if if we're going to be together, obviously, the, the kids are first always. And they're always part of the equation, whatever we do. And you're a part of that, obviously. So it wasn't like this sit down conversation, but it was just kind of like, this is our life. Are you good with that? And yeah, of course. I mean, I feel like half the time it's like me and you hanging out and, and, and I know, Kyle's but, sitting on the side, like, hello, oh, what, so what's true. going on?
1: No, but you just said yes, of course. And I don't think everybody is yes, of course. I think there are a lot of people in relationships or marriages who are like, you know, too much is, is too much. Or I don't, Why? why is that person in the picture so much? And is that necessary? I mean, that's at least what I'm hearing because. Worse, it's, I think, probably so organic for us. And like you said, all of it just stems from wanting a peaceful existence right. and having this life for each other and the children. But I think there are a lot of people that aren't, of course, it's like, why, why is she here again? Or does she have to be this? And could we do two separate birthdays? I mean, I grew up where, you know, and with reason, and I always say this disclaimer, like, part of, I think, why we're able to create what we have created is because, you know, Kyle didn't do the unforgivable and I could never speak to him again. And I hated him and it happened to be with you or something. Right. And like there was this salacious, dramatic, unforgivable, you know, horrific crime that someone committed. Right. Therefore, we'll never forgive one another. And mm-hmm. our lives are fucked for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, we did not have that. And I my I came from two parents who divorced when I was two and didn't want to be in the same room with each other. And then my dad remarried, and everything in my entire upbringing was like doing that dance, which I think a lot of people can relate to, of the divorced parents and the back and forth, and that every time it comes up to do anything, it's tense and it's um uncomfortable and it's, it's hurtful. Like, nobody wants to grow up in that environment.
2: D- and who's affected? The kids. The kids. And... Yeah, that was that was something we kind of all talked about in the beginning, right? Yes. We all came from divorced families. Yep. And we did not want that. And we were like, let's let's change the rules here. Let's let's write a new story. And I remember you and Kyle had that sit down after the divorce. And it was like, okay, we can go this way or we can go that way. Yeah. And you and I are both kind of like, we're, you know, very positive, very kind hearted. You know, we love everyone. <laughs> we're just kind of that <laughs> That person, yeah. and obviously, we like each other, and that just made it easy, and I enjoy having our Christmases together, and you visiting us in Florida now, and us, you know, doing trips, and I actually have fun, so I get excited when you're coming with <laughs> us, and, you know, I, I don't know if Kyle does, my, my, must be a little awkward for him when we're having coffee in the morning in our pajamas, but... <laughs>
1: Don't move. It sure is a beautiful day. We'll be right back. You know, I don't often get to talk about jewelry on the show, but let's talk about earrings. In particular, let's talk about earscaping and studs. Have you heard of studs? It's the coolest new ear piercing and earring brand. They actually invented this term, which is the art and science of styling all your ear piercings and mixing and matching styles for a vibe that is totally you, totally individual. You may have noticed I have, mm, let's see, I have three piercings on one ear, two piercings on my other ear. I even have my tragus pierced. That wasn't exactly the most enjoyable, but God, it's enjoyable wearing the earrings because it looks so stinking good. And studs, these are safe and comfortable for even the most sensitive ears. They're not gonna turn your ear green, they aren't gonna turn green. All of the styles are lightweight, they're durable enough to wear all the time. I sleep in mine, I shower in mine, I do my hot yoga in mine. And you can even get piercings from studs with needles never the guns like in the olden days. You can actually go to the studs store and get your ears pierced. The studs assortment, super affordable, starting at just $10 per earring, but everything looks so premium. They've reimagined the piercing experience. So if you're looking to upgrade your earscape, get some more holes, or you just want a pro to maybe give you some styling advice, they've got locations in LA, New York, Austin, Nashville, Miami, and Boston. And like I said, they only pierce with needles, never guns. So it's actually way safer and much better for you. I'm dying for you guys to try them out. If you go to studs.com slash cat, you'll automatically get 20% off of your first order. This is their best offer, so don't delay. That is S-T-U-D-S dot com slash C-A-T-T for 20% off.
0: Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being boomo at applepodcast.com slash boomo or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. Does it sound weird to hear this? Like, I mean, Kate, as like you're just, you know, an outsider hearing us talk about this. It doesn't sound
0: weird it sounds hopeful and it sounds like an attainable goal but it does sound like as I'm hearing you guys describe both of your journeys and your histories just independently in your your household growing up it sounds like really the the reason why this worked is because you all seem very confident in yourselves singly <laughs> like you knew what you were bringing to the table at 25, dating somebody that you thought you would never date. (laughs) And Kat, you knew what you were bringing to the table as a mother and as a peaceful ex-partner. And it sounds like out of everything, dynamic, as wacky as it may seem, was able to work because you were so independently confident. Would you say that that's true? Like, did you come into it knowing at 25 or six months after a divorce that you knew what you wanted through and through and you were going to just stick with that piece?
1: I don't know, because I had never been divorced before at that point. So it was very new to me. I think, yes, in reflection, kind of like what you were saying, Sarah, we were going to rewrite the story. I don't even know if it was like overtly obvious we were going to rewrite the story. Mm -hmm. But I do remember, I do remember... Kyle and I, God, it's like 15 years ago. So my gosh, Cobweb's in the brain. But <laughs> I I remember that kind of one of two ways that you just referred to. Like it was kind of like, okay, are we gonna do this, do this, you know? And 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 how does this look? And yeah, I think we both very, very much wanted that. You know, Kyle's parents were divorced too. And and you and I know him better than anyone. I think I think his parents divorce, you know. Like anybody's parents' divorce is one of the most, you know, trying things he's ever gone through, and yes. affected him as a young man, yes, and teenage boy more than maybe any other traumatic air quotes experience in his life, right? Like yes definitely it, it, seeing your parents split up and and whatnot. So, you know, I kind of wish he was here to speak for himself because, you know, maybe that was a very, very conscious thing for him. Or maybe that's just how Kyle is. I, I don't know. Like he was, he wasn't going to deal with the bullshit because he is a very no-nonsense guy either right. also. So maybe it was just like, all right, this house is going to work. And probably less to do with you, less to do with me, and most to do with because he is hellbent on being the best father there is on the planet.
2: Yeah, true. And he's like. I don't want to live a miserable life. I want to be there for the boys. And I want it to be not awkward every time we're in the same room. And he just wanted to be around them. Yeah, exactly. And if that relationship wasn't as good as you guys made it afterwards, he wouldn't be around as much because you'd be like, well, you're only here on, uh, you only get them Wednesdays and every other weekend. Like he would, he would have killed himself. Yeah. He would have been miserable. Oh, Yeah. So I think a lot stems back to him being such a great father that wants to be involved and and make it work.
1: Yeah, that's so, so true. And you're right. And if maybe I wasn't so included, and you guys are so sweet, and I have to, like, explain this to people because – you guys have had the constant existence. I'm the one who's like been married now twice. And then I had another boyfriend and then my life is kind of changing. And, you know, and so you guys are always kind of like adjusting to my life. But the one constant is, I always kind of then am, as a result of that, injected into your guys' world that is more predictable and stable. And so I end up, you know, yes, in Florida for Christmas now. <laughs> and now, you know, I was up at your lake house in Lake Arrowhead. And but, but the fact you guys include me, I guess, does mean you do get more of the boys too, because then it doesn't have to be an either or. And right. it's not like, if you're going to be there all weekend and, you know, they were going to be with me, well, why not bring me two and then we'll all yeah. be together? And then everybody
2: wins. Absolutely. And you gained a little niece out of it, Ava. Oh, she- we got to get to that. <laughs> I mean. We gained a whole new family, honestly. Like our Christmases and our holidays. Like your mom and my mom. And like we we have created this huge extended family by this one decision. By You know, by by choosing love as opposed to hate. We've gained so much more out of it,
1: so much more. And Ava is Sarah and Kyle's daughter. She is six, just turned six, and so not really I guess a niece, I don't know what I am to her, but she just calls me <laughs> Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat she and <laughs> she
2: thinks you're her aunt. she does think I'm her aunt like yeah, yeah. she said well, that before like I can Caroline. yeah, she goes, you're gonna see Aunt Kitty Cat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't know that because she knows she understands that I'm Austin and Orion's mommy, yeah.
2: She thought you were her stepmom for a minute, but then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Sure, You're like, I don't that know. It would be it's, weird. too so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> she's, whatever. She's just kitty cat. Kitty
1: cat. I know. And I have grown such. She's like the daughter I never had. I know. No
2: one. would, it's Well, wild. she looks like Orion. I know. Uh, like I always oh. say, if you were to have a daughter, she would probably look like Ava. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah.
1: And the fact I love that you brought up. Our moms, like our moms have all met. Same person. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So now our moms are friends. It, It is. It's one big just it is. It's it's managed to be a big love fest. We'll be right back. If you know me at all and you're not particularly new to this show, you have heard me talk over the years about how poor of a cook I am. I go in the kitchen, I really don't know my way around, and I don't have a whole lot of self-confidence. That is why, one of the many reasons I am a fan of Green Chef. Green Chef is a meal kit company that makes eating well Easy with plans for all of us to fit all of our lifestyles. Whether you're keto or paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, the list goes on. Or maybe you're just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit our preferences. But it is also, like I mentioned, so easy. You spend less time stressing, more time enjoying these delicious home-cooked meals. I will tell you, my kids sure seem pleased. Um, you avoid these long lines at the grocery store. Everything comes right to your door. It's convenient, pre-portioned, easy to follow recipes. Cause yeah, even sometimes some of these meal kits, I get the instructions and then I lose my way. No, this is easy. Very, very straightforward. And with this amazing variety, Green Chef offers 24 always changing recipes to choose from every single week. So you never get bored. I think the biggest thing I've noticed about Green Chef is that it eliminates stress from my life because, again, the work is done for me. I don't have to spend time in the grocery store and time in the car getting to the grocery store and time planning my list for the grocery store. So it just adds ease to my life and makes the family meal time just that much more enjoyable. I want you to take advantage. You're going to love it. Go to greenchef.com slash cat 130 and use code cat 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com cat 130 and use code cat 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. And now back to our conversation.
0: Has it always been a big love fest, like from the cutting of the cake and the scooping of the ice cream and the Christmases and the holidays? Has it always been that way or have there been bumps? And how do you navigate those bumps and keep the peace while setting boundaries?
2: Well, I feel like we have like two different relationships. It's like the work relationship and then also the personal relationship. Yes. So like I think pretty quickly we started working together. Well, we should uh, bring, bring that, that up too,
1: because people don't even understand that dynamic. Yeah. So it wasn't long after you and Kyle were married that you were working for Social Light then in a different capacity.
2: Or no, it was simply stylist first. N- PR. I was doing I was, oh, was with it PR at
1: first? You tell the story. Wait, yeah. So for, <laughs> I, have, I have too many boyfriends since then. I
2: can't even remember what you did for me. <laughs> no, first I was doing PR and we would like dress you and you'd wear our clients That's and attend right. our events and Then That's I started right. my own company. That's right. And you were one of my first pl- clients that I did. I was your publicist. Yes. So we would go to all the events together. I'd walk you down the red carpet. And I was like. I was like your sister. I was like always looking out for you. I was like family. I trust you trust. We trusted each other. And I was kind of that person that you leaned on for all of that. But even
1: listen to that dynamic. You guys, you were in essence through that job. You were like my pimp in that you (laughs) I've been out. You did. You believed in me, promoted me like your job was essentially if I win, you win like you're my biggest cheerleader. I mean, even that I mean, isn't that crazy? Like wild. It's just like, that's where people are like, really? That's really what it was? (laughs) And we did that for a few years. Yeah. yeah.
2: Then I started, yeah, Simply Stylist. And you basically built my business for me because you hosted all of them and gave me your name, which got us great speakers and leverage and… We went all over the world doing that. We went to Dubai. Yeah. We went to Chicago and Dallas. All over yeah, the world. New York. And that was completely separate of the kids and Kyle. Yes, it sure was. And we did that for years. And then that transitioned into now Socialite, where we manage you digitally. So it's been like 15 years of working together, too. So I know. It's I was been, thinking
1: that on the way here today. I was like, I mean, if it, you couldn't... like, It's like wild to think that not only all of that. Yes, we are friends. Yes, we are like both a degree away from (laughs) Kyle, like, oh, you're the stepmother of my kids. But then I was thinking, and then we actually literally help each other pay the bills to feed our family Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah, Because without you, you know, you broker a lot of my deals, collaborations, partnerships commercially on social media. This is all because at the origin of that, Sarah and Socialite and this company that reps me. And, yeah, you make a cut of that, in essence, if we break it all down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're also just still paying for the kids. Yeah. all goes (laughs) back to the
2: same source. But, yeah, no. And vice versa. Like, you helped me. You've helped me build my business. I've sold a few businesses. You've helped build a lot of them for me, you know? So we're a team. Yeah. In many ways. (laughs) I'm thinking back to your question,
1: Kate. And I was really trying to think if there were speed bumps. And I just... I mean, if there were, I can't think of them. I'm wondering if, if behind the scenes, like, is there any ever been a time for you, Sarah, or with Kyle, where it's been like you had to have a talk about me? I don't know. Or like, well, here I'll give you an example. This past Christmas, you know, there's a part of me that also doesn't want to infringe, right? Because yeah. I am the seventh wheel, or whatever I am, and I guess when I <laughs> do my math, sixth. Am I the sixth now? The sixth, technically. And and so we should also tell everyone that the beauty of this relationship up until recently was that you lived a mile away or two miles away here in Los Angeles. So, you know, the kids have also had the... I guess the, the ease of going back and forth between the houses and everything. And and again, I just feel so grateful because, you know, I, my career did require me traveling the world and doing things and, you know, busy weekends or, you know, whatever Oscars award season, like, and I just would always know they'd be great because they'd be with you guys and everything was good. And so we had that relationship because just out of geography, we were close, but then you moved. So Kyle and Sarah moved to Florida it's been what a year and a half? Yeah. They made the decision to move. And so that was a big deal for all of us because that was a really big shift in that, you know, there was a sadness that certainly came over me. It was like losing my family, even though the boys primarily stayed with me and are here now with me, obviously, but not obviously, but losing <laughs> you guys. Yeah. That was a that's been a big shift. And so you guys were kind enough last Christmas, two Christmases ago, to say, well, just come for Christmas. And I was like, okay, if you're sure, you know, and so they get me the guest room and I go and we had our Christmas there. And then this past Christmas, I think I said to Kyle, I was like, I mean, I don't want to, The boys just think I'm always rolling, you know? And the boys are like, well, we're going to Don Sarah's. We're going to Don Sarah's. I was like, well, I don't, I haven't really been invited and it is Christmas and there is a consideration. And, you know, probably can't do this forever. You know, the, <laughs> can you imagine the boys are both off married like and I'm <laughs> <laughs> Aunt kitty cat's here. Yeah, let's get Ava through high
0: school and then yeah, I'll stop coming. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? I can actually
1: imagine it. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I know. Kyle's probably like, really?
2: (laughs) We divorced in 2007. I think it's time to let go. (laughs) Could you imagine? Uh, Imagine how he feels. He's like, in the morning, it's like, okay, my current wife, my ex-wife, what the hell's going on here? But I love it. I mean, we have a blast when you come. We're dancing on tables. We're doing workouts. We're eating healthy. We're working. Like, We have we have like resort life living in our house in Florida. Come on, we really do driving the golf carts around. I know so we have fun. I don't know about Kyle how he's (laughs) feeling. I he's fine. He's fine.
1: He is fine. Here's the thing we'd know if he wasn't fine. Yeah, right. Would right. Tell us. That's we'd,
0: true. We'd know. From your comment on him being a very good communicator, I would assume that he would communicate if he was like, get the X out of yeah. the kitchen. True. Yeah. But yeah, and it seems like it's been obviously a while that you guys have had this relationship. At what point did it just become normal? Like, there had to have been some kind of speed bump or growing pains, like, the first few holidays, when did it just become normal?
2: Yeah, I feel like the first few years were kind of like getting to know each other. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like any relationship. This is obviously a much more complex relationship. But, yeah, it's been, what, 15 years?
1: Yeah. I think in the earlier days, there was like a little tiptoeing, obviously, yeah. just out of respect. You know, it's like just a, a heightened awareness of of change. I mean— you know, and being aware of of that, and I can't remember where we were going to or from, but for what maybe it was over a summer in Indiana or Chicago or back. You know, we have work there, but also family there. In the summer, I think we were all ending up in the same place. And and tell me if you remember this, but maybe something had happened with Kyle. Kyle was upset, or maybe you guys were even in an argument. I'm not even sure. Like, but that's very very rare because I don't think I've ever seen that and. 15 years, but something had happened. There was a heightened sensitive situation. And I remember you were really frustrated. And I I remember sitting on the airport floor and, and it must have been a little squabble between you, between you two, because I was over in my mind going thinking, I remember having some of those squabbles. (laughs) And I was thinking back to some of, you know, Kyle and my fights or whatever, and being frustrated or whatever. And I remember watching you have that then with him. And kind of not knowing what to say. Should I say anything? Should I stay the hell out of it? Mm-hmm. Should I just shut my mouth? And I think you were a little like exacerbated by it and like kind of maybe did vent to me a little bit. You were venting I to I do me remember a this. little bit about like, well, God, if you... And then I was like, well, I know. And so I kind of, we found ourselves like... We were not talking shit about Kyle, but we were. I was kind of like, "Girl, I know are pain up in there." You know, it was a little like that. The
2: bonding over, yeah. You know, I think I do remember that. I don't know why we were on the floor, but I do remember. <laughs> Flight delay, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do remember that, and I think there might have been tears. Or yeah, like just I think you were something. upset.
1: Yeah, and that's by the way also very rare. Like Sarah is like eternally bubbly, you know. Like so, I, that's why that stands out for me because you were upset. And and I don't remember what it was about. I don't remember either.
2: But yes, I remember there is some bonding over past (laughs) stories or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Does that
0: happen often now? Or is that the only time you could think of?
1: I mean, we might give each other the occasional look across the room. (laughs) 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 Right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, don't even say it, though. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) We know him so well. But... Listen, the the good has outweighed the bad uh, a thousandfold. Again, I can't say it enough, and mm-hmm. I and I say this, and, I, and one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation today because a how many people have asked us to finally sit down and talk about our situation, and because they find it difficult to believe or they they have lost hope. To your point, Kate, mm-hmm. about like God, will I ever have any kind of like dynamic like this with? my ex or his family and things change and people can want it, but it's like, how do you achieve it? But B, the kids, I mean, just bringing it back to them. And I will just say for people who are considering this kind of dynamic and really want to try to make it work with their ex and whatnot, like one of my proudest moments as a mother ever was when Orion had actually interviewed for high school through that whole process of getting into high schools here in Los Angeles, which is a whole thing. And as his mother, I had to go in and be interviewed by some of the school faculty or whatever. And then Orion had to go in and be interviewed by the school faculty alone. And then they bring you back in the room and they interview you both. And when I got my one-on-one with this person at the school, which he did eventually go to where he is now, the man just the first thing he said is he just couldn't commend me us enough as parents because he just went on and on to talk about how Orion had spent a lot of his time talking about his modern family. And he's like, I know it's complicated, but this is my dad and this is my mom. And then I live, you know, he's remarried, but we all do. It was like he was explaining to this person kind of what we have built here. And then he just said, you know, wow, whatever you did, Bravo, like Bravo, that is like Mm -hmm. a really well-adjusted kid. And like like you've made the most out of like the divorce and all these things. And I'm just like it it, as a parent, it just you exhale and you're like, man, that's so good to hear because I may have fucked him up, but it won't be because of that reason. (laughs) I
2: may fuck him up a thousand other ways. But they I remember the boys would always say growing up, they had no idea that this was so rare. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then now that they're older, they're like, Whoa, this doesn't exist. Yeah. We were so lucky. And the fact that I think I was there for one of those interviews, like we were all very involved parents. So instead of just having two parents, they had sometimes four, sometimes three, but yeah. we were all yeah. <laughs> Depending <laughs> upon Kat's relationship status. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we were all very involved. Yeah. So they couldn't turn and do this and go behind this parent's back. Like we were, uh, we were, we'd have parent meetings, we'd <laughs> yes. do our Sunday meetings, and we yeah. would We would be a team, like, unified front as parents, which is nice because I could, you know, when I was growing up, I'm like, oh, mom, yeah, I'm going over here and and (laughs) my dad wouldn't know and they didn't talk and I could do whatever I wanted because no one's communicating. And we did a really good job of just holding it down.
1: Holding it down, even though every time we all went out together, everyone thought you were... (laughs) Children. <laughs> It'd be so funny. Oh, we'd well, like to we would like have everybody. <laughs> to guess. favorite thing to do, yeah, we're like, okay, guess okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she like by the way, Sarah looks 12 still, because like you look great. And I mean that as a compliment. But we'd be like Disneyland remember. Yeah. <laughs> they'd they'd but if if Reese, my second husband, was in the mix, then they'd get confused. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Well, <laughs> wait, are <laughs> Kyle and Reese together? Like,
2: right? We've it's gotten just, everything. I know. Yeah, because a lot of times, yeah, it would be you and Kyle, the parents. Yeah. Then me, I'm either, like, the nanny or, like, the, the older sister or maybe Austin's girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but especially now, because they're taller than me. They're, like, a foot taller than me. I know. So, Do you still get that? Yeah. Oh my I mean, Orion is like six two. I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm five two. I know. That is too funny. Yeah. I love so that. so
0: beautiful. You guys have created that. Even if you get double-checked as maybe the sibling. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and then they see me kiss Kyle. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 What's <laughs> going <Like, I> on? <laughs> Wait. Oh, the mom just went that. to the bathroom. Now they're
1: kissing. What is happening here? <laughs> How about just being a stepmom in general? That is not a role I've ever had to have. Um mm-hmm. Until, maybe now. um, no, wow, that's a strong word. Just kidding, don't worry, Greg. If you're listening, <laughs> how has that been for you? I mean, because I guess you had insta kids before you had Ava, you mm-hmm. suddenly had two boys, and you know, as we know, maybe not everybody knows, but the boys spend a lot of time with you guys, yeah. uh, and have over the years, so. Was that like, did that come easy for you? Did it feel fine? Like, what about like a disciplinarian, like that piece? Like, did you ever have to, did you ever struggle with what do I say? What do I don't say? Do I just defer to Kyle? How has that been for you?
2: Yeah. I mean, yes. At 25, that Mm. is not what I thought my life was going (laughs) to be. Walking into a little family. But, you know, the boys are like the coolest, sweetest. They're, they were like little angels. They were fun. So when I met them, they were two and six. Orion with the little, with the little tooth, <laughs> his little chip tooth, and Austin with his videos. Like they were fun. Yeah. Most kids aren't that fun. Yeah. And <laughs> we I, also have honest, the best, best kids, kids. <laughs> okay? Well, no, best, but seriously, like best kids, <laughs> no bum. It was all no, fun. No, but like <laughs> what, what I was expecting walking into it, I'm like. They're going to be, like— Terrors. Terrors. (laughs) Like, oh, you're not my mom. Get out of my life. Like, I was (laughs) always just waiting for that moment of, like, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my mom. Or being, you know, that kid. Right. They were always so sweet and loving and snuggly and angels and never disrespected me ever. And, you know, we know Kyle— he took on the disciplinary part and he was on it before I could even notice they're misbehaving. Right, So I the whip, that one. He is, before the whip even needs to come out, he's cracking it. Yeah. So I never had to do that. Which, thank God, because I didn't want to be that. I just wanted to, like, be their friend, but also stepmom. Like, I didn't want to be the disciplinarian. I just wanted to be, you know, an extra person to love them and to be there and support their dad and whatever, you know, decisions he had. It was always, like, great, you know, with that. Like, they made life really easy. Obviously, at 25, there's a lot of things we had to give up, you know, mm-hmm. with kids. Like, you know, I was 25. I was going out all the time. I lived this other life. So we became a family. So it was dinners at home and go to bed early and,
1: you know, all those things. I didn't things. really that think as, about that. As How old were you when you actually got
2: married? We got married when I was 29. Okay.
1: You know, there's no taming the bear over there. <laughs>
2: Jeez. I, I Sarah's nickname is the
1: bear, you guys. The bear.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I remember
1: when we met. Yeah. Why is that your nickname? <sighs> Kate just asked.
2: Oh, so I get really tan. And my sister, one time after we went to the beach somewhere, she's like, oh, the little brown bear. She always call me a little brown bear. And I guess he loved that. So after that, <laughs> I was the bear. The bearski boo, the bear, the bear, bearsky boo, <laughs> the bear the ba- yeah.
0: Bearski boo, cute. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, you're like, I'll oh, put down the law, I'm the
2: bear. No, I'm not. I'm not this, the grizzly bear. Not the no, grizzly no. bear. The brown bear. But I do remember when I first met Kyle, in one of our first dates, I said, well, now as a mom, I realized how hurtful this could be. I didn't mean it hurtful. But I said, I go, well, this is a lot to think about dating you. You've got baggage. And boy, did uh, I got a little scared after that one because he got pissed. Wow. And I was like, I'm not calling your kids baggage, but like you do. You've got an ex-wife. You've got two kids. I'm a 25-year-old girl in L.A. that's trying to build my career. This is not what I signed up for. But I like you, and this is fun. But you and- were like saying this is something to consider. Yeah, it, it's a big consideration. Exactly. Like we can't move. Like we're kind of here. We, yeah. Like this is a big deal. Yeah. And he took that as like, you know, a negative, or a, you know, I had to explain myself. And now as a mom, I get it. Yeah if someone called Ava baggage, I'd be like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah, yeah. And I went, it, it wasn't the word. Call, it the was the word. word. Yeah. So we we got over that hurdle, but that was I the I hate that word too when I ever, any parent.
1: Of course. You understand Kate, once you have kids, if you have kids, it's just like, that is such a, it, it's such a derogatory term. Right. When it's like, these are the best fruits of l- exactly York ever labor ever, you right. know? Yes.
2: Yeah. So it was the word choice, but that yeah. was one of our first big, kind of like fights mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, And then I was like, you know what? He checks off every box for me. I like we had such a great foundation. I was like, let's let's see where it goes. You know what? Why not? And then fast forward and then we're married and it's been 15 years. So, yeah, I'm like shaking my head in a good way. I'm like, oh,
1: my God, (laughs) I can't believe it. It's been this long. All these things. I asked you about the stepmom piece, too, because, you know, it ain't over till it's over. And I still may find <laughs> <made mine, laughs> my partner for life. And, and Greg, as we talk about a lot on this show now, and just to keep this current, I mean, because he does have four kids. And now I, for the first time ever, I'm I'm where you were, you know? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm meeting younger children and I'm getting to know them and that kind of thing. But I'll tell you what I've been thinking about the most because that for me comes very easy too. Like people have said to me like, why would you want to date someone with four kids? Your kids are about to be like, you're done. You've been yeah. at this for 20 years. Why would you want to start over with the little ones? And I'm like, well, first of all, he doesn't have them 100% of the time. And he right. does have help and all these things. And, and, and that is, of course, a consideration, like you just mentioned. Um, but by the way, they are so lovely. And I get it because I'm like, I'm I like, I'm growing feelings for them. They're just Aww. so precious and I can't help it. You and I, we have the similar hearts. Mm-hmm. just They're wide open. And then you're like, this is just more love again. Yeah, and Love and love and love and love but he does have two baby mamas and it's funny because i think about Kyle of being such a great example with your blessing and confidence and everything and and what we've created like i still to this day i feel like and and tell me if i'm wrong i don't think Kyle talks shit about me you know what i mean like i think he respects me and like I still feel like if my world were blowing up, like I am still the mother of his kids, I think he'd, he'd, you know, he'd 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 come to the rescue, right? Of course. He would
2: just fucking do that. And I think your relationship still is like, he would be one of your first calls. Yeah, he would be. And And vice versa. Like you guys, and I am not even a part of that. Like you guys have your relationship and he's just that guy. And he he would drop everything. And
1: that does, it means a lot. It means a lot to me as someone who, Again, not to say Kyle's like my dad, but like I didn't, you know, I lost my own father Mm. and I, you know, he's, he has been that that staple. He's a rock. Consistent male. Yep. Like that shows up in life. He really, really, it's one of his best attributes for sure, hands down. And I think about Greg and what a great dad he is and his children. And I'm thinking about his ex-wives and, and You know, I don't know them, but because of kind of the grace you have shown and what I have seen through our whole situation, like, I hope to be that if it continues to grow and transpire and, you know, uh, hell, I hope they hear this one day because, because I think back to the beginning of this conversation, I think as women, our first instinct is to reject or Mm -hmm. defend or protect or like, it's going to be bad. And who's this other person entering? But like, I understand now through my own situation like whatever relationship he needs to hold still with those women the mother of their kids yeah I get it like do that be that and actually that's even more attractive
2: A 100% and that's so cool mhm I'm
1: thinking a lot about that lately
0: yeah it's a lot to think about <laughs> it really I is. mean, I'm sitting here like you know the, the, passion just, the dog you know passion the I dog. of dog <laughs> 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 and uh, I it. don't have kids and But what I can relate to that you both have touched on is what you shared with your family dynamics and not to be trying to figure out what's wrong or troubling in this dynamic because I think it's so great that it's so peachy all the time. But because your parents didn't have that dynamic that you do with their relationships or their exes, was it hard to explain to them why this was working Like, did you have any hurdles just with your parents? Your moms get along now. Did that, was that instant, as instant as you two? Or did it kind of take a
1: while? I think you bring up a good point because... Some of this might be, maybe I'm wrong, but some of this might be generational shifts also. I Mm -hmm. think in 2022, a lot of of us are just like rolling with it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And sadly, divorce is far more prominent. So Mm -hmm. people are just kind of like having to adapt to new dynamics all of the time. I know my mom wanted this for us to have a really cohesive co-parenting situation, modern blended family. But yeah, I've heard like, Questions like, well, is that okay? And what I mean, maybe Gene, your mom is the same way like, cats coming again for the holiday. Oh, I don't know, you know right? Like, no,
2: <laughs> you know what? Okay. When Kyle came out for work and he stayed with you guys, that was recent. And it's been what, 13, 14 years? I don't even care. Honestly, deep down in my soul, I don't care. I really don't. But Kyle had to come out here for work to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like for a night and it was in and out. He wanted to see the boys. So he ended up staying at Cat's house. So it's like him, Cat and the boys and not me and not, you know, that's it. He was like, "Eh, is this weird? Like, it's fine. Whatever. I honestly did not care because I have like a thousand percent trust and I know there's nothing. I mean, whatever. Like, it's been how long? But I think it was my mom or my dad. They're like, really? I don't know. You know, and they have that defensiveness.
1: Mm -hmm. I can't believe you're saying this. My mom did the same thing. Oh, my. I told this story. I I thought you were on that show, Kate. No, I said, my mom asked the same thing about the same situation on the same night you're talking about. Yep. She's like, that's what? Huh? That's weird. I'm like, oh, God, we could care. And I think she said, is Sarah okay with that? She was worried about how you might feel about it, which I was like, well, he wouldn't be doing it if Sarah had an issue with it. Like, I already know, you know? But it's the parents. It's the parents.
2: Yeah. And And I still get outside, like new people I meet or current people in my life. It's like, yeah, guys, it's been 15 years. It's fine. But people can't wrap their head around it and they can't accept it. And it's like, really? Nothing? Like they just want to, it's like a reality show. You want to dig up that, like the negativity. And sometimes it's just. It's just not there.
0: there.
1: It ain't there. Well, that's a
0: amazing place to be. Have you ever considered if there were trouble down the line or there was a hiccup, like how you would handle it?
1: We ain't gonna have it. If we were gonna have it, we would have already had it. But I think the question should be for people listening, mm-hmm. like let's a lot of people are considering divorce or suddenly going through divorce or just at that stage where it really I mean, if I had to give any advice, I think like the early days are important. Right. So if people Mm -hmm. are listening and they're considering, well, how do we assemble a life that might look a little like this? What would you say, Sarah? Like, what would your advice be to them if they're like, you know, it is possible. We heard a story. It it can be done. Mm -hmm. How do we get there?
2: I think the most important thing is having that discussion that you and Kyle had in the beginning. And I think there was like lawyers and all this stuff. What has turned into this whole messy divorce. I think a messy divorce is the start of it. How do you get past that? Mm
0: -hmm. When you're,
2: I remember he's like, I'm going to live in a cardboard box. I want to be a good dad. If we go this route, I can't even provide for my kids let's do this or whatever you guys decided on and let's be amicable and let's be good parents and let's not take each other to to the cleaners and let's both have a life that we can bring the kids into and have a home that, you know, is safe and comfortable for the kids to stay in. And I think that really sets the tone for the future of that post-divorce relationship. Mm -hmm. That's really true. I didn't even think about the divorce
1: because you hear about that, the actual divorce details. God, I, I feel for the people listening because, again, God, how lucky are we and am I that, you know, we had people who had the wherewithal to go, that's not going to get us anywhere right. in the short term, maybe, but not in the long term. I mean, I, I'm thinking of the people listening who may be like, one, the, the mother or the wife or whomever is is like, I want to be do this one way. But then the partner once right. did not do it that way. Right. So what do you do? I mean, what do you do if like you get the resistance and you have some asshole and some really greedy person who won't let it go? Or you know what I mean? Like right. I just, I feel so bad for the people who at their core really want this peaceful co-parenting type situation, but nothing they can do allows for that. You know what I mean?
2: And well, I think it's also just always bringing it back to the kids. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, maybe the adults have differences, but you chose to get married. You chose to get divorced. The kids did not choose any of that. Mm. So always bringing it back to them. And as a parent, you love your kid. So that's all you want to do is make your kids happy, right? And have the best life for them. So if you can continue bringing it back to the kids as opposed to your relationship, maybe that's a good first step. And maybe communication
1: again. You know, you brought that up like, Sometimes I look back at my mom and my dad and I, and, and, and there were, again, there were, there, there were some, who you'd have to dig deep to forgive in ways that, you know, are required in these type of situations. But I, sometimes I think when people hold on to that anger, the anger, when you hold on to the anger, and then that just poisons you over the years, and then time goes by and all of this space is between two people. And nobody's talking about it and nobody wants to have the uncomfortable conversations and nobody wants to bury it. And so if you, the longer you let that fester, you know, it, it, it's impossible. It's an impossibility to have what we're describing. So sometimes I think back to my mom and dad, I'm like, they they did resolve it. You know, when they resolved it, when my dad was dying of cancer, right. you know, it took that how many decades later to come to peace, to forgive one another face to face, to let go. And had they done that, had they let go how many decades before that, then Mm -hmm. they both would have had less suffering. And as a result, we would have had less suffering.
2: I think that's a good, good tip is in life in general, let it go. Just like Elsa said, right? (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a mother of a five-year-old girl. Right. (laughs) But honestly, in so many situations, it's like you harbor this and you have this negativity and all all of this stuff that you build when honestly, let it go. Let it go. Move on. Those are like the most powerful words, I think, that you can put into your vocabulary and implement into your life. Oh, man. I feel like
1: we kind of should end on that. That was good. That was powerful. That's a really good message to end on. Yeah. Just you got to work on that. Mm -hmm. and then you're free and that goes back to what we talk about on the show a lot yes just free yourself there's a lot of power in that for sure thank you for being you thank you for being you thanks for scooping the ice cream Mm. all those many years ago feel like you know it's just this whole situation takes a unfortunate occurrence into a really beautiful blessing. So thank yeah. you.
2: No, I feel like I gained a sister, a friend, a I know. aunt for Ava, family. You know, it's it's brought so many blessings. So I'm, I'm fortunate.
1: Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old.